edition of the People Platform. It is Tuesday the 11th of July and if you hang on a bit we'll get um, we'll get a good show going for you. and welcome to this week's edition of the People Platform. Big thumbs up there, thank you. <laughs> I'm joined today in the studio, as always, by... Who have I got in the studio? Oh, as always, but only just. <laughs> oh, yeah, only just, yeah. The famous Joe Dodds. Famous Hello, Joe Dodds. Dodds. Hello, Joe. Hello. Okay, let's do that. Yes. Let's do that Go bit on then. first. You then. do the email. Go on. Okay, so you can contact the show. <laughs> they keep laughing at me. You can contact the show by emailing hello at peopleplatform.co.uk I love the way you go hello at you go all like <laughs> posh Scottish then um, or you can go on Twitter and it's platform underscore people it is yeah mm-hmm. and um, and any and other I'm not now you always mention the website but I'm not www.thepeopleplatform.co.uk you can how well I don't know <laughs> Well, they just they can look at it, can't they? <laughs> Isn't that interact? Passive interaction. You've got nothing else to do. <laughs> oh dear. So, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Any concerts you've been to this no, week? No, I have been to no concerts. No. I have been to no shows. No shows. No shows. No. But we have heard of a load of um, festivals that you need to go to. Oh, yeah. We've got, yeah, I'm, we got I'm, the full gen on that, That's me booked up for the next we? 27 years. I'm, exactly. I'm sorted, although I still don't think I could do the toilet thing. You know, the, the actual camping thing. It's like, <laughs> I think I would, if you do five star, five star. 
festivals glamping, glamping, I'm there yeah me and Jace we'll be there exactly so we had a good weekend didn't we, we did we spent the weekend together it was we such did. fun with our friends from Australia who yes. were, were, we were doing a bit of work for them spot of work for yeah, them yeah I was going to say we didn't spend the weekend together we, well we did but it was within the context of we were working exactly we? exactly but uh, working with our friends in Australia turns into just like laughing so it does, much yeah, it's it such funny. fun isn't yes. it so um, yeah so I, I've um, known them for oh I don't know 10 odd years but got sort of really friendly with them in the last six to eight years probably and um and consider jason to be one of my best friends now but he lives in melbourne sadly so i don't see i know often. well actually what he, he doesn't he didn't know me terribly well no. he did make the mistake of saying hey if you're ever in australia come visit me and i'm like and oh said, I will. I'm there. <laughs> you were making a plan but he doesn't he doesn't realize i will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing next tuesday yeah. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm uh, on it. Exactly. So, well, yeah, no, it was fun, wasn't it? To, yes. It's, uh, it's good to work together. Indeed. It's good to talk to uh, the customers that were there. Although ours was mostly like administration in the back yes, office. Yes, we were the back it? office when we were processing. Yes, yes we were a good in a cross-eyed, <laughs> in a cross-eyed <laughs> manner. So yes, it was jolly, jolly, and I went to singing last night. Yes, so we're you did. preparing for Arundel Cathedral on the 23rd of July. We're singing the Verdi Requiem. Yeah. So, um, and that's a where's Arundel? Lincoln miles away, um, sort of west coast, west coast, um, <laughs> west on the coast, like Hastings and keep going. Oh, and right. It's like an okay. hour and 40 minutes or something, I don't know. But it's beautiful. It's really, really lovely. And the cathedral is, he said it was sort of like five times the size of St. Leonard's Church in Hythe, which is quite big. Yeah. Um, and he says it sounds like the biggest toilet in the world because oh. <laughs> it's very echoey. The That's acoustic. the second time we've mentioned toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so the whole focus of our practice is to be very articulate in our singing because yeah. if you don't, then it all just melts into one sound, which is, you know, lovely, but not how it's supposed to be. Um, so, yeah, so it's a, it's a charity event. So it's massed, massed choirs. So it's people from our Folks and Choral Society, people from Basildon, from Horsham, and uh, there'll be about a 75-piece orchestra, all who donate their time because it's all in aid of the Sussex hospices. Fabulous. And... Uh, Four soloists, well, fairly well-known soloists, again donating their time. And in fact, next year we've got Sir Willard White. I think that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you he's, said that like I ought to know who who he know. is, and I feel uh, sort of slightly culturally inferior that I don't. Andrew kept saying that to us, and I had to go and look him up. Oh, that's because okay, I knew he sounded famous, but I wasn't sure why or how. But um, he's from Jamaica, I think, and he's he's in his seventies now, but he's like a. A is booming he a, bass. Do you know, I, now that you've said yes. that, I do know exactly ah, who he is. Well, yes. So he's coming, apparently, next year. We're doing Fabulous. the um, Elijah uh, next year, third week in July. Um, so, yes, it's very exciting with our new musical director enabling us to do other other stuff. And yeah. later in the year, I'm singing in Wells Cathedral and Peter Cathe- Peterborough Cathedral, Yeah. Um, doing some even songs. So uh, it's all very exciting. It is all very exciting. I had to sing a top exciting. B last night. Did I you? didn't, but I was supposed to. Okay. I, I'm not really sure what that means. But That's like... Okay. <laughs> so you're I singing. hope you did it better than that. No, I didn't. That was the thing. I was singing along. I sing my top G. I sort of get my A flat, and then I just go silent when it comes to the B, and I listen to everyone else not getting it either. <laughs> Silence. You see, that's good for people. Yeah. But anyway, so that was fun, and it's just such a packed week this week. Yeah, and it's really the school holidays. I know it is. Well, as I say, Samuel's been off for a wee while, so um. Yes. Do you yeah, know what I keep already. doing? I was just doing before the show started. I keep adding things to my to do list in a very quick conversation I have with somebody. So I have an inbox on my to-do list. So I add it to the inbox and then I sort it out the, like the next day. And oh yeah, Paul's <laughs> looking at me really avidly now. Yeah, because um, this is a, an yeah. alien concept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So 
keep adding things and I'm doing it so quick. I've added things and I don't know. So I've got thank you notes and money, which was on there yesterday. And I've left it on there because I have no idea what I meant. To whom? To whom or oh, from whom what? or why or why. Yeah. Um, and then just now I've got one that says Tim £150. So Excellent. do I owe him that money? Is he going to pay it to <laughs> well, me? Well, who's Tim, first who's of all? Who's Tim, exactly. Who's so, Tim? Um, so, yeah, so I'm I'm just so busy that I can't even remember when I decided I need to do something, what that thing was, even oh when I wrote it down. <laughs> right, I've got, some, I've got some little things here that Have I just you? want to... Little yeah, things. I've okay, got some good. little things And then we'll move here. on to the, the big things And then we'll move on to the big things once we have a little song. Yeah, go on okay, these are... Um, I'm going back to the, the purpose of the show, which is people... So this is related to people um, having attended uh, job interviews mm -hmm. and some of the, the stuff, that, um, the experiences they've had. Because there has been a study that said that a third of 600 workers surveyed said they'd left a job interview before it had finished officially. Oh, really? Which is incredible because I don't actually think in all my years anybody's ever done that to me. We did have that, somebody do that once when I was at Staples. As I told you yesterday for some other reason, we recruited um, in the job centres. And I remember doing an interview. Well, it wasn't me. It was one of the um, managers doing an interview. And halfway through, they realised that the person was there to sign on. He wasn't actually at the <laughs> interview. <laughs> so I think they finished that interview because he wasn't really well, very no, interested. He wasn't interested. They'd sort of worked it out, you know, through the <laughs> through the interview that it was, something wasn't quite right. <laughs> that reminds me of that time they got... The, the BBC got this guy in to talk on News 24 and they'd gone down to the reception and got this guy randomly <laughs> put him in the studio started asking him stuff and he's like I'm not who you think I am <laughs> he was there as like a, an IT expert or something yeah, and he was yeah. actually there was a job interview or something wasn't he oh brilliant the same sort of thing yeah, and he was yeah. just but they let he let yeah. them take him all the way and get him all made up get him sorted <laughs> thinking this is a bit odd uh, anyway brilliant. anyway so here yeah. are some of the anonymous stories okay go on then I'll never forget their po-faced, highly illegal take-it-or-leave-it offer of £2 an hour. <laughs> I was £2.08 an hour in my first job. Yeah, but this, I, I'm assuming yeah, this is quite like recent. recent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So you can understand. Um, can I yeah. understand? <laughs> this one really makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, he asked me if I liked foot massages. <laughs> I thought I had misheard, but no, it was foot massages. <laughs> this was for a job at a well-known store. <laughs> Oh dear. oh dear. I thought I had an estate agent's job in the bag before they mentioned the company tradition. I'm doing that thing with my fingers, yeah, you know them. Apostrophe things. Yeah. yeah. The, the newest person is always in charge of cleaning the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't joking. So you wouldn't just... Um, I like the fact that they, they, they understood the importance of, of being up front. Yes. Being up front about it, not waiting until they've got the job and then telling them it wasn't quite as great as they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah they well, were honest. Yeah, they were honest. And the last one is, which is slightly... Odd. The woman who interviewed me, who came on to me to the point <laughs> that she licked the end of her pencil <laughs> and undid her top button. I was only 17 at the time and I ran for my life. <laughs> you might have been a bit of a paranoid 17 as well. <laughs> May not have meant any of those things that he'd been thinking. <laughs> But my God, it was like, anyway, that's oh, just some funny. some of the little examples. Hmm. I can't think of any that, um, as I say, nobody's ever walked out of an interview that I've done. Mainly because uh, I lock the door when yeah. they come in, like, woof. Uh, my no, other, other managers that I worked with did play dumb, like, interview bingo, where they, they oh. set each other tasks of words they needed the interviewee to say. So when we were interviewing and somebody had come from home base, getting them to say, 
garden. <laughs> well, that no, was... wasn't difficult. That was no. quite... It was the it was the big fat hairy wart <laughs> <laughs> that they struggled with. I don't think I have won to that say, one. That's a sign that you're doing too many interviews yes. and that you're yeah. spending yeah. too long in the one environment. Well, I mean, yeah, really well it was. We used some... to do like Monday to Friday all day, every day for five days. Oh. And, uh, and yeah. then the thing is, then you all get all the candidates and everything mixed up, don't you? So mm. um, in your yes. head yeah. and stuff. So um, but that, yeah. oh, they had another one. Oh, this is terrible. The district manager or one of the managers, they had this um, sign. So when they were interviewing, if the district manager reached behind him for his folder, that was the sign that he'd had enough and they needed to get rid of the flag. <laughs> they were so unprofessional. So unprofessional. But as I say, sometimes you've got to do things to amuse yourself a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Okay, exactly. Um, I'm I'm going to have some music oh, now. Yes. So we'll, we'll have a little bit of Paolo. Okay. I do like a bit of Paolo. Who's Paolo? Well, you'll listen and you'll see. Woke up cold one Tuesday I'm looking tired and feeling quite sick I felt like there was something missing in my day-to-day life So I quickly opened the wardrobe Pulled out some jeans and a t-shirt that seemed clean Topped it off with a pair of old shoes that were ripped around Stars as I'm rubbing my eyes And I felt like there were two days missing As I focused on the time Then I made my way to the kitchen But I had to stop from the shock of
excuse Cause I'm wearing my brand new shoes The People Platform There you go, a little bit of um, Paolo there with uh, his new shoes Actually, just having shoes sometimes is quite yeah. good <laughs> It is, yeah. Yeah, Fiona's a bit of a... Um... I leave my shoes oh, behind everywhere. Hey, what's her name? The woman, the 60s woman, never wore shoes. Sandy Sandy Shaw. Shaw. She's a bit of a Sandy Shaw, you are. I yeah? did, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's because exactly. it was hot and I had flip-flops on. I just kicked them off and then left <laughs> and realised I had no shoes And then on. went to a pub by going all <laughs> the way around the block <laughs> in her bare feet. Don't tell them that. And the next morning, she found out the pub was next <laughs> Just door. next door. If you come out and turn left, it was there. <laughs> and I'd gone out and turned right walked With no shoes on. <laughs> But anyway, moving on. Yes, um, well, just moving on. I just thought I just was looking at my photos. and um, uh, I know you just showed me a picture of a cat my, there, my, which was got, slightly distracting, but I actually yes, caught with that quite well. I well. I was, thought it was a challenge. So we have, to, we have a bit of a trauma in our house with animals at the moment. So uh, one of our cats has broken his foot, and he's the cat that goes wandering forever and never stays in, and he's got to have a bandage on it and be at home for a whole week. So we've had to like lock him in the bedroom. So that's all a bit traumatic <laughs> for the poor chap. And then... I don't know if you saw on Facebook, I shared something the other day saying that we'd rabbit-proofed the office. Yeah, only um, you hadn't. And we hadn't, <laughs> as it turned out, because my husband, doing his usual, you know, let's get the whole job done, hadn't actually finished sorting out the internet and the phone cables so that they were not on the windowsill anymore. Uh, and and I left exposed. the room and the rabbit jumped on the windowsill. And then the next day, we didn't have any internet. <laughs> And um, no, he didn't jump. Paul we was went, just doing yeah. a jump thing. And then we went away for the weekend. And, uh, and w- when we got home, uh, Simon discovered that the phone wasn't working either, not just the internet. And then he pulled a cable up, and there was nothing on the end of it. <laughs> it was a rabbit attached <laughs> to the end of it. So he chewed all of the cables. So we don't have internet or phone at our house at the moment. Oh dear. <laughs> so yeah, it's going particularly well. Okay, so let's let's cut to the chase here. Come on, let's let's focus, focus. And do some people stuff. Oh, do you have to? Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. You come up, you want to talk about something that's quite relevant to you at the minute. And actually yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's current because a lot of people are working uh, freelance, not mm-hmm. necessarily sal- salaried, easy for me to say. And, um, well, you explain what. Yeah, so I was talking to somebody at the weekend about some work that I do that I've done for a couple of years and have been paid... Um, as a result of invoicing for the number of hours that I've done f- of this particular type of work. Um, some of it's administration, some of it's speaking, some of it's creating videos and things. And we were having a discussion about the fact that I'd much prefer a retainer for yeah. it um, because, well, the because is sort of what we're talking today, actually. Yeah. Um, I couldn't, to begin yeah. with, articulate you know, why I thought that would be better. Um, but... I've sort of unpicked it a bit. There's some sort of psychology around the sort of hourly rate thing that um, some of the stuff that I do for them involves me having to think about something and I don't charge them for me thinking. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> you <know> I mean? <laughs> when, when you are doing the sort of work that you do and which a lot of freelance people do, a lot sometimes it's the thinking mm. that actually makes a difference. The, the doing bit is actually the easy bit. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's coming up with what it is you ought to be doing yeah. <laughs> that's the more difficult bit. Exactly. And so I hadn't sort of really sussed that. I just thought it would be better to get, you know, just a, a sort of a regular payment that I knew was coming. And then when they asked me to do things, I'd just get on and do them. Whereas um, I've resisted doing some of the things in the past because it's involved timing myself and all that sort of stuff, which is really quite interesting because I, you know, think back to when I first started in HR, I worked for Safeway, the supermarket um, company that was bought up by Morrison's in the end. 
And, you know, then we paid weekly in cash to the majority of our employees and only the senior managers were paid uh, monthly. Mm. And I think even some of those might have been paid monthly in cash. Gosh. Um, because it was just, you know, backs wasn't really that yeah, um, no, that's just you know, mood, sort yeah. of prevalent. Um, but, you know, we went through a whole transition. It was the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s. So we then started to pay more people. And in the end, we were paying everybody through the bank. But to begin with, we still paid people weekly. Um, but there was, there was a big, um, you know, thing between hourly paid and salaried. Mm. And um, so it was like manual, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like blue collar, yeah, blue collar, white collar, mm. manual, whatever. And like in the states, they have the um, I can't think what the term is, the five o one or whatever it is. No, the they have a certain you're a um, employee. Yeah, Paul's going to tell us. Go on, what is it, Paul? I, I wasn't listening. Oh, to oh. oh okay. <laughs> He's not paid attention. I can't remember. He's just waving his phone at you. But it's a word that describes sort of hourly paid people as opposed to salaried, um, and it's to do with um, peace. Peace. No, it's to do with their um, pensiony, not pension. Oh, anyway, you know, anyway, tax and stuff. Anyway, um, and but you when you think about that, you know, if you're paid hourly and then you transition in an organisation to being paid as a salary. Generally, it's because you're more, now more senior, mm-hmm. but also from a sort of psychological point of view, when you're talking in terms of employee engagement, ha ha ha, got oh, it God in. <laughs> 22 minutes, <laughs> ka-ching. <laughs> you know, people talk about discretionary effort, and I don't a lot because I think it gets muddled up and, and people then think engagement's about getting people to do lots of work yeah, for free. Yeah. And I don't agree that that is the case. But that bit we've just said about thinking, mm-hmm. you know, Thinking and discretionary efforts. So thinking and doing over and above and doing stuff around and about the thing that you're supposed to do is stuff that you can't quantify. You can't say, well, I've just spent 25 minutes talking, thinking about something while mm. I was driving along in the car. Oh, I might have interspersed it with talking about thinking about my cat or something. Therefore, I can't charge you for that three minute gap when I was on a tangent. You know, <laughs> that's, okay. you know, I'm picking it, to, you know, to make it... Um, yeah, using uh, an extreme example I to am prove using your point example, exactly. or to make your point, rather. Exactly. But it is interesting that I went to have the conversation about the retainer, not understanding any of that psychology behind it, just knowing that that's what I'd prefer, but I didn't mm. really know why. And then the more I was talking, the more I kept saying, you know, it's like being salaried rather than hourly paid. And, um, and it's like, I don't need to be salaried rather than hourly paid sort of thing, you know rationally it's yeah. just that when you are working it's so much easier just to know you're just going to get the job done sure but feel that you're being rewarded and valued accordingly Indeed. because of whatever you're being paid sort of thing so but it's equally really from yes. an organization or a, or the people that yeah. you're doing the work for they need to be assured that the retainer that, that they're paying you isn't to just to do a work. minimal <laughs> amount of work <laughs> and then spend your, about yeah. sitting on your no, backside exactly and that's you know I guess why a lot of stuff is still hourly paid because then it's easier to budget and you know you know that what you're getting for what you're spending and all that sort of stuff but also it's about people being um not feeling able to trust people to do the job and therefore just to pay them because mm. they want them to sort of record stuff but then you've also got all the you know lawyers and people who are charging by you know charging out by the hour and it's that's interesting because I'm thinking to myself oh it just makes me feel you know, it just does, doesn't work for me thinking mm. about it being hourly paid. Not because I, I want to be salaried, but because I can't be bothered to, you know, check it I off I think it's else, also that the hourly rate is if you're doing a mixture of thinking, doing, mm-hmm. creating stuff. Yeah. And it's where do you pitch your hourly rate? Yes. So uh, it's acceptable for uh, a lawyer or a, yes. an accountant to charge so many hundreds, yes. thousands, pounds an yes. hour, depending on what they're doing. Yeah. But when it's something that's a bit, more intangible and maybe yes. not viewed at that level 
how where do you pitch it on the hourly rate yes. thing? And that was sort of the conversation thing. I had. Continuum. Cause, cause, oh, sorry. Yeah, because <laughs> the guy the guy I was talking to was was think was you know, suggesting paying a different hourly rate for doing, you know, more admin type standardy stuff and a different hourly rate for doing speaking stuff because his words were because it's, you know, showtime. <laughs> and it's like, you know, okay. <laughs> it's still me that's doing it. Yeah, exactly, still me, still my same hours. Um and uh yeah, and that but he's right in that if he's wanting different types of work to be done, it's the value of that work is different mm. and he could feasibly have somebody else doing the stuff that I don't have to do but it's part of what I do it's easier just to do the whole lot well, it's because you've got the intrinsic knowledge and yes. you've got the background yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff yeah. and where and it all fits together but maybe that's part of it maybe that's the concept of, of it being you know a retainer stroke salary scenario then stops me thinking why am I doing admin stuff that is not something I should be doing. Of course, what it also means is I could outsource some of that stuff myself mm. if I wanted to yeah. and still deliver, you know, at the end of it. And of course, you know, if you start thinking, I was talking to, to a potential client earlier about doing some stuff and, and she said, oh, you know, um, what about the whole IR35 thing? Um, and of course, that then has its own thing as well. So to, 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 to be, you know, properly working within a limited company and charging out and not being a, a, a pretend a quasi-employee or whatever. You've got to be using your own equipment, doing everything in your own um, way and not, mm. not being told how to do Actually, it or not what being to directed do and, and all, all that sort of stuff. stuff. But it's all a bit of yeah. a mess. So then if you're or getting, you, an, out, so if you get get an hourly rate for it, then then it's really hard to argue that as an employer that, that, that you're not being directive um, because, you know, if you're paying somebody by early rate, you're sort of directly mm. saying that's what they've got to do and this is how they're going to do it and this is how long sure. it's going to take them. Whereas if you're just paying somebody an amount of money to achieve something at the end of it, mm. that's a different discussion yeah. as well, isn't it? Go on, Jump Mr. Paul. Andrews. You're on? Am I on? You're on. You're in. You're I on. IR35 is the biggest car crash <laughs> legislation yes. ever invented. Yes. It is a complete and utter We know fiasco. that. We weren't knowing it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, we should do a little competition. How long Does can we get in the show yeah. before Paul joins It's a bit like your, your, yeah. um, your bingo. What, what's going to push these buttons? Yeah, what, what is exactly. it today? Yeah. IR35. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it is. It's, it is rubbish. Mm. But in terms of if you're having to you know, defend yourself and, and everything else, if you're being paid an hourly rate to do something whatever that job is yeah, it would be hard to argue the problem is um especially if you work in construction uh, hmrc are, are very heavy on this at the moment but hmrc have self-fulfilling rules as well so the biggest problem is do you work under your own direction yeah uh so to not be caught by ir35 you have to be able to set your own work agenda Yes. Mm. If you work on a building site, yeah. there are health and safety regulations yes. that you have yeah. to comply yeah, with, yeah, yeah. and that means you're not setting your own agenda. Yeah. Mm. And mm. HMRC invented those, mm. yeah, so yeah. it's a self-inventing <laughs> catch-all. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think it's probably one of these pieces of legislation that hasn't been, they haven't done the consequences of it, and I think there's mm. tons of unintended the consequences because mm -hmm. yeah. I'm sure they didn't sit up and think, right, how are we going to, how are we going to make this so complicated it doesn't bloody work? It's no. just. It's just through bad well, um, planning and stuff. I know you don't particularly want to talk about IR35, but you started me off now. <laughs> um, don't worry, I can mute you if you're yeah. starting to get boring. <laughs> the thing is, you're absolutely right, Fiona. It, they wanted to solve a particular problem. Mm. And a particular problem was people using personal service companies and not paying the right amount of Tax. NI. Yes. It's as simple as that. Mm. And they thought they could squeeze another billion pounds out of people in NI. The, any sensible person would have gone, do you know what? We'll invent a new structure that covers that. 
And in fact, the Professional Contractors Association, uh, mm -hmm. which I belonged to years ago as an IT contractor, have a thing that they that they 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 wrote a thing that's they called a professional service firm, yeah. Uh, and basically, it's a it's a category of employment that gives you the protection of being a limited company, but means you have to pay mm. the right national insurance. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. it was that easy. Yeah. But yeah, once yeah. they started off down this route, they mm. weren't prepared to back out, and they've made a complete dog's mm. dinner of the whole thing. I was interested. I was thinking about it in terms of what I do with Engage for Success. Oh, twenty nine minutes. I know. <laughs> but you've done the first one, yeah. so that doesn't matter. Because in terms of everything, as far as what I do with them yeah. is. I just get on and do it, and I use my own equipment. I work from home. I decide when I'm going to do it. I only work one day a week, but I do it whenever it fits and suits mm. me and all those other things. So all of those things hit those criteria. But for the purposes of our PR, I'm on the web page as a member of the core team, so I look like an employee. I'm mm. not. Yeah. But if you were starting to try and have that argument, that you know, you could see why they'd be arguing that I was when actually, you know, it's the it's not it's that not. at all. But mm. You then have that. I mean, that's just a very simple example sure. of where, for the purposes of, of, of looking like a cohesive team, I'm part of it. Yeah. But actually, in terms of when I do my job and what I do and how I do it and everything else, it's all about me just providing a support service to them. Well, to be honest with you, that, given, you know, as you know, my public sector background, time and time again we would do that, though. We would bring people in. They would be on a contract, but we wouldn't talk about them having as being on a contract, mm. they were just part of the team, particularly yes. for some, if they yeah. were coming in for a specific project, because yes. we'd bring secondies in from all over the place, so yeah, yeah, people didn't yeah, know yeah. where they were from. Mm. Mm. In the public sector, IR35 is even worse. Yes. And are you going to talk yeah, about GPs yeah, yeah. now, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> well, for anyone, yeah. Any, anyone working in the public sector, the government made it mandatory that the employer, the public yeah. sector employer, is liable yeah. for yeah. all IR35 employees. Yeah. 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 And there are, Almost millions of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the the added cost to the wage bill of the public sector. Oh no, it's is huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I was talking about a, a, um, a project with them. Sorry. sorry. Go on, no, carry on. Um, just... Project within them recently, and and the, the agency that I was talking to was um was was firstly was saying, you know, we'll just you know bunce it all and make sure that all the thing happens and you get what you you want and we'll do all the right Background stuff, by stuff it. Yeah. and then when I said well actually it might not be quite my thing you know that there's something in there that's not really what I want to be doing but I could probably recommend somebody really good and their very first question was you know is it a, an individual in a you know a um, limited company in effect a, a public mm. service company or is it an organization because they wouldn't have put an organization forward because they couldn't make it fit the model from their point of view right given the ir35 and all the things that they were going to have mm. to do so they wanted people who were individuals who they could then you know yeah. fit into like a um a recruitment agency type um scenario sort of rather than the best person for the job which might have been an organization and it was really interesting yeah. so in lots of ways it creates you know this this whole um well it doesn't it doesn't serve business does it no it doesn't it's um you, you spend more time and energy public sector either well, it, no it doesn't and it, you'd, you'd spend more time and energy trying to get around the rules than actually getting somebody or something to to deliver what you want mm -hmm. however that said when i worked in certain government departments it wasn't all of them there were some people coming in as contractors and absolutely ripping the mickey out yeah. of this yeah, and making yeah, yeah. shed loads mm, of money mm -hmm. and directors of the the department would have their own limited companies and bring in people that under that company and then and it was it was yeah. 
it, well, it, it just wasn't mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So something had to be done about the use of contractors, stroke consultants, stroke service companies within the public sector mm -hmm. because the amount of money that was going out, it was just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, what, it's just not right. Private organisations where, you, yeah, where, where you've got you know, a lack of skill. I mean, um, you know, people I know who work in organisations where a lot of their IT team are you know, mm. consultants who are working through their own companies because mm. they can't get anyone to come and work for them. So they end up paying extortionate amounts to those people and their employees, the odd one or two that are there and employed, and are aren't they the square root of bugger yeah, all? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, many years ago, a long time before IR35, um, I, I, uh, I used to be involved in a, in a contracting company. And we, have a con we had a contractor that worked at a bank in an IT department as a personal mm -hmm. service company. Mm -hmm. And they held a party for him as the longest serving employee oh, in the old department. <laughs> and they didn't even realise he was a contractor. <laughs> He'd been there 15 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Think how much money that's. Oh, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. But then if you can't get the skills, I know, you have I, to do it. I mean, it's but then it comes back to why can't you get the yeah. skills? It's because they don't exist because you're not willing to pay them. And then because actually if you look at the long term versus yeah. the short term, having somebody on contract yeah, yeah, rate yeah. For, for 15, 15 years, yeah. Yeah. how much does that yeah. cost you? But then again, but you know, people, the reason that you can't get the skill is because they're doing the personal service company because it's more lucrative for them to money. do it. Yeah. Therefore, that's the only way they want to work. Therefore, they're, they're the yeah. people we have to employ. Uh, and then it all goes full circle, Indeed, and I tell you, Another area before yeah. I put some more music on. Yeah. Um, locum consultants. That's yes. another area. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the fact that they've been trying to manage that and trying to put a cap on it, mm -hmm. and then a lot of them said, "Well, we're just we'll we'll private sector. No, we will <laughs> refuse to work. Yeah, we yeah, just." Yeah. Will, we just well, a lot of them work in the private sector anyway. Yeah, they, yeah, they've yeah. got like dual yes. sort of. I was yeah, going to yeah. say nationality, but you know what I mean. It's not nationality. <laughs> it's like foot in both camps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem, uh, and it's a problem in the private sector as much as it is in the public sector, because it happens even worse in yeah. uh, a lot of it. Although there are rules. Uh, when I worked in a bank, for instance, you as a, an employing manager, whether you were employing full time contract or consulting staff, you couldn't employ anyone that was a direct or even. Uh, by marriage associated yeah, with your you. family. Mm, mm, uh, yes. And and you had to manage that very yeah. well. But you could still get around it. Of course you could. Yeah, because mm. your mate over in the other cost centre would hire yeah. your brother-in-law and you'd hire his brother-in-law kind of mm. thing. Yeah. But uh, not that I ever did that. But no. Of course uh, not. But basically, you can't stop people working in the way they want to work. Uh, yeah. And a certain set of politicians today have come out with another load of complete and total nonsense about different types of working methods. Politicians, that's another yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, and the fact is, is the world of work is changing. Are you talking yeah. about zero-hour contracts, trying I'm to ban them? Zero, <laughs> trying to ban zero-hour contracts, which is insanity. Well, I've yeah. got a good example of that, actually. I was talking um, to um, a company who provide um, peripatetic music teachers, and they were saying that they're currently looking at um, whether they employ people for actual contracts rather than zero-hours contracts. And to me, that's you know that's a prime example of an organisation where zero hours contracts makes absolute sense. Yep. You know, they're independent music teachers yep. who would who are taking advantage of of the the bigger buying power, not buying power, bigger mm. offering power of an organisation, um, knowing that they're only going to get work when there's lessons because that's how they work, and if they work on their own, that's how it works. But because of this whole, I presume, I don't know why they're doing it, but I presume because of this whole change in the whole PR and thing and everything else. They're looking at now not doing zero hours contracts for these people because, you know, 
they need to treat them better and all those other things. And actually, parapetic, parapetic teachers are parapetic teachers. They're not. That's the point. That's, that's, that's why they, they do it. It's, it's a nonsense. <laughs> right. You've hit my button again. Oh, no. no you've hit my button what again. What buttons have we got to push today? You've hit my button again. Um, and is your mic sorted out there? You're happy not with really. It? It's, still not, it's, not, it's still not great. Um, 38% of people on zero-hour contracts are full-time students. Oh, yeah. yeah, you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 68% of people are. Are you on making these stats up, by the way? No, no. If you go and Google the truth about zero yes. hour contracts, yeah, there's yeah. a whole analysis mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. 68% of people on zero hour contracts refuse to be moved Mo- from their yeah. current contract, yeah. Yeah. even though they were offered full time jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. The vast majority of people working on zero hour contracts are people that work on things like. Wedding events. Yes. How yeah, do you yeah. get a full-time job oh, yeah. on a wedding event yeah. on a Saturday? Yeah. You just can't. No. Yeah. It's the, exactly. the politicians invented the term zero-hour contract and then made a fuss about it. And they it. made a big mm. thing about yeah. how it's treating people badly and yeah. everything else. When actually, as you say, a big proportion of people doing it actually want it yeah. because it creates flexibility for them as well. Yeah. And actually what they do is they create a great big hammer to crack a walnut. So yeah. the companies are actually doing it and doing it in an unethical way and all the mm, stuff mm. they don't deal with those individuals they come yeah. up with no. a whole set of rules that applies to everybody yeah. when yeah. it doesn't actually fit no. there's there's two other things that you need to take into account um the eu flexible working directive mm. yeah that made employers responsible for allowing employees to be flexible in their work patterns mm. well how can you be flexible if you don't have a, a, a zero hour contract because that's the ultimate flexibility isn't exactly it? Yeah. And also, the other thing to bear in mind is that a lot of zero-hour contracts are done by single parents in order to balance their lifestyle. That's right, yeah. Um, so I think it's an mm, outrageous mm. thing for politicians to make a mess of this. And on the uh, one hand, we're saying flexibility for parents and support mm, for parents something else is yeah. really important. On the other hand, so making can't it do an it. issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think the big issue, as Fiona highlighted, is that there were some people like gang masters, for instance, yes. that were yeah. exploiting mm. it. Yes. But, of course, we put legislation in place for that. There's the gang master mm-hmm. licensing legislation. There is, and that used to be managed by DEFA. It probably still is. That was yeah. part of mm-hmm. some of the stuff that I got involved in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, but also, you, you've also got this thing now that the other thing that was wrong about zero-hour contracts was exclusivity clauses. Indeed. We talked about that earlier, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, and they were outlawed last November. They were. So you can't do that anymore. No. So, basically... Uh, uh, Sledgehammer uh, and Walnut is yeah, exactly yeah, where we yeah. are with most legislation yeah. to do with employment these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, we're going to have that. This is fabulous. Mm. Fabulous. Just flows, doesn't it? Just flows. They wouldn't realise there was all that thousands planning. of hours of all prep planning and planning going in. Planning even. So we're going to have a little bit of Spando. Uh.
People Platform. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the People Platform. Can I just, before we start, I've just, um, as always, Denise is listening. Hi, Denise. Um, and she said that, actually, I've just, uh, yeah, she said the oddest interview question that she'd ever had was what drug hadn't she taken? <laughs> <laughs> what was she going for an interview don't, for? Well, what, I mean, well exactly, what were you going for an interview for? And what an odd question. Mm-hmm. And that, that, That's just not a question, is it? Well, because, it's... Because the minute the, you... The implication. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yes. the minute you say, oh, the one I haven't taken, was, yeah. and that's what's wrong, you go, so you've taken everything else. <laughs> I know, and also why on earth would... From an interviewer point yeah. of view, why on earth would what you know? Anyway, yeah. anyway, Maybe anyway, it was anyway. A trick question. I think it must have been a trick question. Mm. Yes. So we're going back to what we were talking about before we got slightly diverted down the IR35 route, courtesy Sorry. of Mr. Andrews. Um, and we're not going to push any more buttons today, Joe. Do you get me? <laughs> Are okay. you sure? I'm <laughs> <laughs> What's left? We ask ourselves. Oh, here, here is the list. Yeah. Um, and to go back to the, the discussion we were having before around... <laughs> Sorry, um, just to talk about Denise. She's also put, LOL, Vanilla Web is on one. <laughs> Hashtag zero hours contracts debate and EU directives. Lulled into relaxed start with Joe Dodd singing agenda for the year. <laughs> we went from my singing agenda into Paul on one. On one, yeah, yeah so on yes. one or two. Exactly. Even. So yes, yeah, sorry, carry on. <laughs> the whole trying to pitch the the pricing and yes. um, trying to come up with something that makes you feel valued and your contribution is getting paid for, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. for the for what you do mm-hmm. versus feeling um, that the organisation is somehow getting ripped off or you are charging them too much and don't feel that you're doing to, you know, enough to justify yes, it. Because you were saying that well, the back, back to front left, way. I once left a contracting job because I, I hadn't got anything to do and I felt really guilty and I sat at home not doing any work and they begged me to stay because they were just about to do some transition thing and they wanted me to stay and I said, I really can't, you know, I just it's just not right for me to do this. And now I'm like, what was I thinking? Why did I <laughs> take not just the money, take the money and swan around in the garden or something? But... Clearly, I was young and enthusiastic. Well, at that integrity stage. is obviously very it important. It is very important to, you. to me, so which is often nice. cause problems. <laughs> <laughs> but, but without being funny, that's the whole point of a retainer. Yes. A retainer is there yeah. to, to keep on, keep on tap. Keep you on side. Mm. Yeah, yeah, expertise yeah. that mm. they haven't got in house. Yes. If they hired you as a full time person, so you're on tap, yeah. you could still go through periods of not doing yes. anything yeah, 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 and yeah. getting paid. Yeah. 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 That's right. Uh, I mean, that probably w- every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. That example I used. Oh, I've worked there yeah. as well. Yeah. But the more recent example I used was actually it was a social media strategy um, retainer. Mm. And actually, the times when I came to the fore was on the odd occasion they had a massive PR issue. Sure. A complaint mm. on Twitter, and then I managed how that happened. And yeah. fortunately, it didn't happen very often. And they it's, were sort of paying for insurance. It's like an insurance policy. It's like an insurance policy. You have to pay for an insurance policy, even yes. if you, you don't, don't have yeah. a crash. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, that's the whole point, isn't it? Exactly. And that's exactly. Uh, for a lot of people, that's what you're paying for. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have faith in that, in yes. your ability as an expert. Yeah. As a consultant, that's what you're being retained for. Mm. Is then, to be on, then when, the, when it all goes wrong, you go, oh, I'm sorry, that's outside of my expectations. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've not come across that me one for that one. Yeah, but, but I can do it for extra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's outside of the scope we agreed. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we were talking about this other one with um, what prompted this conversation yesterday, weren't we? And so to begin with, we were working out, well, 
you know, if it was actually per hour and we think yeah. that might be happening, how much it might it be, and blah, 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 blah. And then just, you know, came up with a number. <laughs> so you, you get <laughs> all scientific. And, and then, then you start thinking, like you said, what do I want? What do they? What are they willing mm-hmm. to pay for? And what are we going to be happy with? And then you just have to sit back and hope they don't suddenly up the ante as far as all the work you're, you've now agreed you're going to be able to do. Yeah. I mean, know? I don't know if you've experienced this. I mean, but do you ever experience being negotiated with? So you go, well, listen, my hourly rate is £30 an hour. And they go... Or we really love to have you, but yeah. I think I think mm. our budget would only stretch to. Well, that's what yeah. Fiona said when we were discussing it. She went, "Is this a, a, is an this amount to negotiate from, or, or is this, or is this just this, this is what I, this is yeah, what I charge, and if I you charge. don't pay it, yeah, then yeah, yeah. that's it." Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. that, that becomes a function of how much work you've got on, yes, and, it does. and, yes, and where yeah, you are. Yeah. So oh, yeah. if you if we you have all compromised ourselves, exactly, but you have to because that's the whole point of it. It's a market, and it's a market where. If there were lots of people with similar skills to you, they could go, oh, I'm not paying that. I can find someone exactly. for £15 exactly. pounds an hour. And um, you go, fine, because I'm yeah. not working for that. Because, exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, exactly. So it is, an, it is mm. a negotiation always. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with no. that being a negotiation. A lot of people get confused over this because they, they think of it in terms of salaries, mm-hmm. yeah, where you don't mm-hmm. really negotiate. You know, once you've accepted a job, you yeah, don't negotiate yeah, the salary. Yeah, yeah, you, mm. That's it. That you yeah. get what you get. Mm. Um, but this isn't, this isn't a salary position. And what you have to think about is the cost of employment as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Because with a salary position, it isn't just the salary. No. Yeah, it's the no. employer's national insurance. It's the indexing pension. It's all the paraphernalia. It's the holiday pay. It's everything mm-hmm. that goes around In it. In the HR world, it's on cost. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to bring it back to the Yeah, just to bring it sort show. of exactly. people-y thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. And it is, it, it is all of that. But also, it's, it's interesting going right back to sort of where we started with the conversation. It is a transition thing. So the reason we're having this discussion about um, a retainer rather than an hourly thing is because I've worked with these people for three iterations of this now so there's a level of trust and you know expectation and knowledge and all those other things and it's the same if you think about in an employment situation if you're an hourly paid member of staff and then you get an opportunity to move into a salaried position that comes with lots of you know that they trust you more you have more responsibility you understand how it works you You don't get overtime yeah exactly but (laughs) absolutely you You don't get overtime but Mm -hmm. same thing that you're paid you know um specifically more money effect in effect per hour for that because you're not going to get the overtime because you're taking more responsibility Mm -hmm. but that is again as a result of that whole trust piece and you know um understanding that you have the right skills to do the things that they need to get done and but then as you say even in a a salaried position you don't always work flat out and sometimes you do and that's you know how it comes and that that's the interesting thing when you apply the concept of going from hourly rate to salaried into hourly rate to retainer because i think it is very similar Mm. Interestingly, one of the things that I faced as a senior corporate manager, uh, one of the biggest staff issues that I faced was was a promotion. And a promotion at a certain level. I, I was working for a bank, and we, we had uh, three levels mm. of staffing. Mm-hmm. We had clerical staff, what were called bank officers, mm. and senior staff. And the biggest issue was promoting people from clerical to officer. Mm. Okay, uh, Everybody hankered after it because the promotion bought a, a label, and the first label was assistant manager, Yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And it also put you into the company car scheme. But... But you lost your overtime. But you lost your <laughs> overtime, yeah. and, but working and yeah. in a bank, everybody worked overtime, yeah. lots of it. And you couldn't go home at yeah. five o'clock, three o'clock, <laughs> time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. happened is, is people were desperate to move from one to the other, yeah. but then when they saw the numbers, they went, oh, no, oh, I'm not doing I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, but, yeah. but 
the explanation always was, if you don't make that move at some point, you can't, you can't progress no, any no, further into no. the into the real mm. heavy mm. earning Big stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your choice. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It's a that? similar. Th- well, it's probably not. It's similar-ish. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking out loud here. But um, <laughs> when I worked in um, customs, um, the frontline staff worked shifts, so they'd be there 24 seven, and you would get a basic salary plus you'd get quite a hefty shift allowance and what have you. If you then get promoted and then went to an office job mm. and you would be working nine to five, you would actually, you would lose, you would lose mm. shed loads of money mm. because mm. you would come away from shift working, but it meant you didn't need to be up in the middle of the night, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. in terms of psychological mind shift, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, it, it's it's a big step to take because mm. actually, oh yeah, and, and you can, I, the amount of people I hear, oh yeah, it's great, isn't it? You get promoted and you lose money. Well, yeah, but no, but, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, it, and it puts you into a different, skill set a different trajectory mm. yeah, and you come yeah. away from that frontline sort yeah. of operational bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is one of the strangest things that so many people can't see that mm. that they can't see that sometimes you take one step backwards to go two three mm. four steps mm. forward mm. Yeah. and you get people to end up stuck in a rut because they'll never make that never step. move mm. yeah yeah. you know over what turns out in the overall course of time to be quite a small amount of money really yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it is is odd, and I spent more of my corporate life trying to explain to people w- why I was promoting them. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> and why it was a good cut? Why it was a good thing? And why it was a good thing? You know, <laughs> really. But you know, it's interesting though because you have to look at where that sort of promotion comes at in terms of somebody's own life. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. if they've got young kids or if they've yeah. got like a big mortgage or stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah, yeah. You can in, see why in that's this hard. span yeah. of a lifetime mm-hmm. it's not a lot of money but in yeah. the here and now it's, it's um yeah yeah <laughs> it's my phone ringing sorry <laughs> she's not got a phone on silent <laughs> and i wouldn't but, mind but it's one of these it's a, a number that keeps ringing me from manchester that's one of these ppi things uh, i should block them shouldn't i sorry it, it's not really it's a client going i just heard that yeah. i'm negotiating your rate <laughs> let's start a minimum wage and haggle yeah so i suppose it's like everything isn't it um you, you just have to take each i suppose you have a a, a sort of continuum of of numbers you know and yeah. then you just sort of pitch it and see what their face is like mm. yeah. a little bit yeah. or try and well, I, but Work I think it a also little bit and where you are in the relationship is yeah, and you also need to know what will um, continue to make you feel good about what you're doing because yeah. so often, whether that's in a job or in a contract, you agree something because you need it or you mm. you know you see there's no other option or whatever or you just don't even think it through properly yeah, and then you end up in the middle of something where you think, oh my god, why did I agree to this? this? And now yeah. I'm stuck with it for the next however long because. My integrity says I can't change it. Can you tell I've been there in the past? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my sister, who's a driving instructor, um, and I have, I have quite a lot of chats about this, and she said that was somebody rang up, and she's got um, quite a, she's got waiting lists. She's very good at what she does. She um, Because she's a lady, certain people want their kids to go with women and stuff like that. And, um, and somebody came and really haggled and really pushed, and she reluctantly, she said, okay, okay, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll... I'll reduce my rate. And she said, then every time I got in that car with that wee yes. girl, she said, I was so angry yes. at her. Yeah. She yeah. said, because I yeah. felt that I had compromised yes. myself yeah. because, and it wasn't fair on everybody else. Yeah. Do you so know, I think the, fi- the, 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 the summary to that, because 
we're just about to start, but we just had to finish. Um, is that I'm, I'm going to get a pop the, up the in a psycholo- minute. <laughs> the psychological contract, the psychological um, effect and agreement in mm. these cases is so much more important than the actual yeah. numbers, isn't it? Mm. And and actually for her, that was a big learning mm. point. Mm. So she said, I'll mm. never, ever do that again. No, so now no. I say, this is what I charge because the market allows me to charge that. I've got people queuing up, end of end of now we're i'm going to get a pop-up in you a are. minute because it's 11 f- yeah. it's there 11 57 <laughs> mikey it works so isn't that amazing <laughs> this i got everything that says it's time to wrap up your show and it flashes at me so it doesn't just sit there it's and static. does it say p.s we can't believe you left your phone on <laughs> no i'll leave that for you to say so this has been the people platform i'm fiona stevens and i look forward to seeing you next week thank you paul thank you joe bye bye Let's go, girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Wanna make some noise. Please raise my voice. Yeah, I wanna scream and shout. No. Like a woman. Yeah.